Um, I think because they're so worried that they're alone. That's what the enemy wants to do. Uh, to do. He likes to divide. He wants people to think they're the only ones struggling with this certain thing. Um, and that if they really did love God, why are they having these thoughts? Why are they acting like this? Why are they struggling? Why do they have these addictions? But here's the thing. We're not immune to that. You're listening to the Hot Moms Lifestyle Podcast. If you're looking for easy listening, you're in the wrong place. But you want to put in the work to change your life for the better, laugh a little bit, and learn a lot about yourself. Get ready. This ain't no basic podcast. Here she is to give you all the tools you need to feel empowered, sexy, healthy, and informed. This is Casey Ship. What's up, everybody? Gonna do an interview with a new student, alumni, Hot Moms alumni, like Hot Moms full-on coaching, Miss Lindsay Day. And I want to share, if we're going to go over how she came in. The main reason I wanted Lindsay on today is, A, she's a stay-at-home mom, ambitious. She's got three kids, and the story of how we met was pretty funny. And then the biggest thing is that she's extremely spiritual, and she's religious. And I get so many women that are religious and they almost peg me for witchcraft or whatever it is. So we're really going to go into that because Lindsay's story is really inspirational and watching her, watching her just go through the program is, is just inspiring. And she got on a coaching call the other day and I'm like, dude, do you mind kind of coming on and sharing with us what's going on for you and how you're processing and, and everything. But anyway, yeah. So that's, that's my two seconds spiel. Thank you, Lindsay, for coming on today. I know you got a lot on your, on your plate, but I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I was honored and I felt a little nervous. My husband's like, she wants to talk to you already. I said, well, you know, she's good about bringing girls in and hearing their story because you love to relate. I, I love to relate to other people. I love hearing the people you bring on. So um, I was honored to be on. So thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Yes. We want to talk to her. Absolutely. And that's what I love when she said, I don't have like a big, you know, transformation yet. I don't feel like I'm like, yes, you have to me, like to me, any transformation is needs to be celebrated. And I think that's the problem is so many women see these stories and they see people go from like, this to that and it's almost overwhelming like when you're in a place where you just where your self-esteem is low and you feel like I don't know if I can get out of this you look at that stuff and it really just almost makes you feel more defeated so to me it's inspirational seeing new students come in and just sharing those small shifts because those small shifts are what make the big stories so yeah yeah um okay so the funny part of how Lindsay came in was before now, now I have strategy coaches that help me with calls and, you know, um, inquiries and stuff like that. But at this point, I was getting everything. I was getting all the opt-ins and all the messages from people wanting to work with me and stuff. And I get this application and I think a question in there, I don't really remember. Do you remember the question where it says, where it asks you about cussing or something? <laughs> I don't think it asks about cussing, but it says, is there anything else you would like us to know? <laughs> That's it. Is there anything else you'd like us to know? And the app came in and I and she had put, you know, if there was any way that we can get um, someone that doesn't use as much profanity, that'd be great. And so right then I'm just, in my mind, I had gotten to the point where I know the energy like of people that come in with apps, like who I can help and everything else. So for me, it was just going to save her time and me time to say, hey girl, 
I, I thank you. But I just don't think I'm going to be the right coach. Cause I mean, I say fuck in almost every sentence I cuss a lot and, you know, and all that. And she goes, Oh no, I didn't know you were going to respond. And um, the fact that she just responded the way she did, I'm like, okay, this is a good thing because normally what women would do with it, but almost get like offended and want to put me down and tell me how I need to change because it's not godly and all this stuff. So the fact that she responded <clears throat> with a, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that was you. And I'm like, that's actually okay. Um, but really I can cancel our call. And then I saw she was a stay at home mom and you know me, I'm like, well, how are you going to pay for it? Stay at home mom. Usually they're like, well, let me ask my husband. It's their way out. And then it's just like, I talk to the husbands. It's just a bunch of bullshit. And I was like, oh my God. And, and this like, Hey, you know, and then I tried to scare her. I'm like, well, it's a four figure investment. Like, are you, I really did. I tried to do everything that marketers and business and salespeople say to not do, but I was doing everything trying to like get her to like leave. Right. But she didn't, she kept, she kept saying, no, I am serious. I'm serious. I'm like, fine. And in my mind, I'm like, all right, God, this must be a divine appointment. If the, if she, if she wants to be here, well then it's my duty like to serve and to be, let's see what's up. So we get on the call, man. And I actually shared your arc recorded call with one of my teammates because I said, now this lady, listen to her energy and how open she is and willing she is to actually shift and do the inner work like she's ready. And and at the end of the call, I'll never forget, you were like, yeah, no, I'm ready to go. Here's my CC, like, let's roll. And yeah. it's just been so much fun working with her because she is so ready to shift. Will you tell us what was it that, that final straw that caused you to reach out. And even though I cussed and I seemed like, huh, what was it that made you like, so I got to change something right now. Well, I have been struggling for like a year or two emotionally, physically, just feel like I've been a horrible mommy, feisty in all my relationships, um, closed off. And I'm not a closed off person. I love to relate to people. I'm very outgoing. Um, and I didn't want to do anything. And I, and, and I wouldn't say COVID because I wasn't scared of COVID. It was annoying because it shut everything down and my kids were at home all day. That's where I was mostly stressed. Then we had a big move. I lost my cat. Anyways, all these circumstances. And I've been asking the Lord for help. Like, what do I do? I'm not right. I'm not right. What do I do? Where do I go? Who can help me? Um, and a lot of people will say, well, why, why didn't the Lord just help you? And, and I believe hundred percent that he still does miracles. He could have shifted my mind, changed my heart, changed my thoughts just like that. But most of the time he calls us to do the work and he brings people to help us along. And so all of a sudden you pop on my Facebook. I'm like, where in the world did you come from? Who's this lady? I like her. Um, because you were speaking to me that uh, in my mind, I've been trained to think it's eating right. It's working out with sure things are wonderful, but it wasn't getting to the root cause. So if you come on, I'm stalking you for like two two weeks listening to all this stuff. And I'm like, this girl can help me. I like her mindset. I like her energy. Um, and here, I haven't told you this. This is the trigger on the cussing. I actually used to cuss a lot in middle school and high school because I was trying to sound cool. Um, I, I was an athlete. So I hung out with all the athletes, all the athletes cuss. So I was just doing what um, I've always struggled with insecurity. And so I was just trying to fit in. So I cussed a lot. This senior, this hot football player, senior guy came up to me one day and said, um, pretty girl shouldn't cuss. You sound so gross. And I mean, it just like almost took my breath away. For one, it was this hot senior. I think I was a sophomore at the time coming up to talk to me. And then to say something like that, like pretty girl shouldn't cuss. You sound so gross. So in my heart, I thought, oh my gosh, it's so gross. He thinks I sound gross. Other people probably think I sound gross. So that was the trigger 
And that was the shift I made with cussing. And then I grew up in a Christian home. I thought, I'm not honoring the Lord with my language. I had a personal conviction, a personal conviction. So I stopped cussing then. Um, but it was because of that. And I hadn't told you that, but that was probably my trigger. And it doesn't really bother me. I just thought, yeah, you had um, coaches. And that's why I put in the interview. You know, I'd prefer to work with somebody without profanity. But anyway, so that was funny. So anyways, I just, I truly believe it was a, a divine appointment finding you on Facebook. Again, I was watching things. I was hesitant to go to my husband. And I was like, look, something's got to change. You're going to lose your wife and your kids. Cause I'm like having really dark, yucky thoughts, or I need to get help. I don't know, go to a counselor or what. I found this girl. I had to watch the video and he was for it. You know, he was for it. So um, that's kind of how I started with you. And again, it's only been a month tomorrow. I've lost one pound, so it's not about the weight, but my clothes are feeling better. I'm less puffy right now. My energy is better. And I like how you have helped me change my thoughts. Because before I did exactly what you said, shoot, I didn't lose weight. I've been doing so good for a month and I've lost one pound. Whatever, I'm going to go eat the box of cookies. I'm going to whatever. It's just, it's more fun to just eat what I want than to struggle so hard and not see any results. But I'm visualizing myself in that body that I want to be the patient loving mommy that I want to be back to feeling like I used to. I'm visualizing that. I see that coming with these shifts. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. I love that. Yeah. Good job on the trigger, man. That's, you know, <laughs> we're actually going to do a whole entire training on, uh, and I don't know if you saw this, we did a post in the paid group about some kind of like sexual stories and all the women chimed in about the ideas around sexuality and sex abuse. Like it was crazy. And I'm like, no wonder we're also triggered and growing up in church and all that stuff. So yeah, I, that's, I, I admire that. That's cool. And that's what I mean. Like she's so willing to just see things differently. It's beautiful. Now going to the dark thoughts, so many moms, especially church going moms, I don't know what it, I do know what it is. There's a certain level of, of social pressure in church, or for me it was, where I felt like, um, I don't know, I just felt so much judgment towards myself, like, I need to act this way, I need to look this way, I need to be this way, because I'm in church, and I'm around these people, and they're probably a lot better than me, and I'm, you know, I'm this sinner, and I'm this person, but I've talked to a lot of uh, moms, and the ones that struggle a lot with these dark thoughts are ones that are in you know, they're in the Bible studies, they're in the, the, all the groups, they're like heavily involved in the church. We need to normalize all those dark emotions. And, you know, it's like postpartum depression. It happens. There's a reason why it happens. It's not, it doesn't make you bad. What God work is to me is feeling those feelings and, you know, transmuting, trans, you know, changing them, healing yourself, compassion, AKA love God, you know, to yourself to get on the other side of it and to share how you did that for, for all to heal. You know, to me, that's God work. Yet, why do you think so many women feel these feelings? They want to jump out of a window because they, they're at that point or they want, they're like, have these bad thoughts about their kids or whatever, but they don't feel safe enough to say it. Um, I think because they're so worried that they're alone. That's what the enemy wants to do. Uh, to do. He likes to divide. He wants people to think they're the only ones struggling with this certain thing. Um, and that if they really did love God, why are they having these stops? Why are they acting like this? Why are they struggling? Why do they have these addictions? But here's the thing. We're not immune to that. I mean, we're all, and especially, this is how the enemy works. If you're a Bible-believing, godly Christian, we have a target on our back. He wants to take us down because he doesn't want us to be a light for others. 
he wants others to look at us. Oh, see that God thing that she does. She's doing this over here. That, that doesn't work. Um, so he, I feel like he comes on real strong to believers because he wants to bring us down. We're the hands and feet of Jesus. And we can't be that if he can just bombard us and, and keep us suffocated and mute because we're struggling so much. And, you know, this is another thing she says, the enemy, and I say fear. I always say fear. And um, I love how she used the enemy because that she says in, in the church she goes to or the, the beliefs that you have, the enemy, that's what you use. That's what you call it. And I love that. So I've yeah. been using that in some of my videos, right? Um, the enemy, Satan, you know, negative and fear. It's all the same. And you're either doing love or fear. And uh, man, when I see these certain people that are, you know, highly religious and they're like, let me pray about it. I just don't. And then they'll pray about it and be like, yeah, it's just not a fit because of whatever, whatever, something about their beliefs. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So you're trying to do light work, you know, heal God, Jesus, all this light stuff. Yet you're praying and listening to fear, the enemy. Right. What, what would you say? What's going on? Spiritual warfare? Sure. Absolutely. I don't think they're discerning the voices. You know, the Bible calls him father of lies. and That's what he does. He just spits lies at us. And if people don't believe in the spirit of the Antichrist, I mean, turn on the news. Look at the news. I mean, that's just the hate the racial stuff. I mean, that is just, it's just rampant in our world today. That's him. That's him. That he is the father of lies. He causes the fear. He's just wreaking havoc on our world. I would um, see, and I think the Lord uses gifts. I, I really believe he's gifted you as discernment. You can read people. You can tell things about people. You can sense people. I think he's given you the gift of encouragement, compassion, and discernment. And that's why you're able to help so many people. Um, so I think it's probably just excuses, right? You know, I, I've used that before when they, um, our church asked us to be helping the youth group. Let me pray about that. Oh, I didn't feel led to do that. You know, that was my excuse because I don't want to do it. That's what it was. So you're right. It's fear. They don't want to spend the money. They don't really think it's going to work for them. And so that it's, a, it's, a, it's an easy cop out to say, I prayed about it and I don't feel peace about it. When really that could be very true. That could be very true. But I think most of the time it's an excuse because they um, don't want to jump on board. Sister Lindsay spitting the truth. And this is what I, I told her the other day because you got on the coaching call and um, it's not necessarily like she gets on and she's like, hey, I've got these things, you know, these problems or whatever. She gets on to like check in um, and she got on the other day and she goes, you know what? I started journaling again because we have journal prompts. It's not like we say, let's journal. And then you get to your journal like, I don't know what to write. We have journal prompts that will actually like, you know, bring stuff out. But she started journaling again and, and she just had this overall sense of calm, clarity, you know, and, and all that stuff. And did you say that, like prayer, how's your spiritual life been different? Is, is it improved? I mean, how has the power of F power of prayer gotten, you know, more stronger and more profound? Like how has your spiritual life changed since, you know, before working with me and then now? You know what? It's worked a lot more in this month just because um, I see the power in spending that time slowing down. I have a hard time slowing down. I'm a busy body. I want to be productive. I want to do, do, do. It's hard for me to sit down. But this last month, you talking about how the inner work is the most important. I mean, you've got to do that and then the other stuff will follow. And I'm seeing that because my physical stuff's not changing that fast. But within this month, my, um, my mindset has done such a shift. Anyway, let me tell you my trigger on journaling. This is nuts. And I, and I, I realized this the other day when I was talking to you too. As a teenage girl, I had a diary and I wrote everything in my diary. 
At 14, I lost my virginity. I was taken advantage of by an older boy off the street, a neighborhood kid, um, completely, you know, I wouldn't say rape. I wasn't like drunk or anything like that. Completely took advantage of me at 14 years old. So the damage that has done goes way back. I wrote everything in this diary, everything to the nasty, dirty details. My brothers found my diary. They took it out. They let all the kids on the street read it. And then they left it out. My mother read it. My poor mother. I mean, I, I mean, I just, I feel for her as a mom now having to read these details. No mother should ever have to read these details. So when my mom found my diary, um, anyways, so much trauma from that. And I think from then I never wanted to write anything again because I thought, what if somebody reads? What if somebody finds this? What if somebody knows? How embarrassing. But now that I'm journaling again, um, I love it. I look forward to it. I love getting these thoughts out because I feel like when I get these thoughts out, I'm speaking them into light. I'm speaking them out and I'm dealing with them instead of just keeping them all in my mind. Um, so that was my trigger on journaling. And I figured that's what it was. All that traumatic stress from when I was 14. But now I, I really enjoyed journaling this last month. So, so much shame, you know, and the thing is, is um, there's no amount of suffering that we can feel guilt, shame for other people that's going to fix the situation. And then two, you know, what the bro did was not okay. Um, what the bro should have done was gone and like maybe beat his, beat the guy's ass. No. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Just almost like, Hey, are you okay? Lindsay, I read this and I'm so sorry. Right. You know, yeah. are you okay? So yeah, that's wow. What, how did you figure this out? Was it when you were like journaling or when did it come up? No, because I saw my, um, I'm at the house that I grew up with. My parents out of town were keeping their dogs. I saw my diary on the desk and my mom couldn't even look at me. Um, I, I, she just had such a broken heart and then she took me for a talk, um, which was the most awkward, horrible thing as a 14 year old girl to talk about why, how in the world this was all going on. Yeah. That's a lot of my root issue with men. I had two brothers. They didn't protect me. They didn't go to bat for me. They made fun of me. Um, and they were just being dumb boys. You know what I mean? And then my dad was a wonderful dad, but he wasn't the type of dad that validated me. He didn't make me feel pretty. He, he didn't touch me. He just grew up with boys himself. So he was a wonderful, loving daddy, but didn't meet my needs, my affirmations that I needed physically. And then so at 14, when this boy took advantage of me and gave me attention in a way, even though I don't want to do all that, I liked the attention. It was a boy giving me positive intention because yeah. my brothers were not nice. And my dad didn't know how to make me feel loved that way. So that started a bad series of years of desperately needing boys attention that was a lot of my drama and the lord blessed me and brought me this wonderful godly man who was a virgin till our wedding night and he's never once made me feel bad never once brought up my baggage um, never shamed me and i'm so thankful i have listened to the lies that the enemy's brought the shame over the years because he wants to bring me down he wants to divide our marriage and kill our sex life um but my husband has never done that and i'm so thankful um so yeah, you're right. I mean, my brothers, they probably didn't even know what they were doing. They were, they were 16 and 12 at the time I was 14. They were just being dumb brothers, making fun of me. But that was a lot of trauma. Mm, for sure. And, you know, that's what we call this in Hot Moms is emotional neglect. Like most parents just can't give the kid, kiddos what they need because of perception or, or example. Like my mom, <laughs> the abuse that I experienced. However, you can look at it like, like, let's just say a narcissistic mother, like, 
uh, I heard this story, this girl got off a 12 hour flight, you know, business and gets there and finally gets to her parents' house. First thing her mom says is, Oh, honey, you should probably go wash your hair. Stinks. And most people would, you know, they'll just, you know, narcissistic mom that like those types of mom, mom energy, but really, yeah, while that's toxic in some weird way, the mother feels so insignificant and like she cannot help you. So in her mind, her only way to help you is to tell you these things, because if she can protect you from feeling rejected or, you know, it's, it's her insecurities that people are going to think she's nasty. So she wants to help you like they're these parents and these people are only projecting their own insecurities and shit onto the other people. And that's why it's so important to do the healing work. Right. Period. Yeah. Um, because like you understand what it's like to be 14. You have, you have a daughter, right? I have two. Uh-huh. Yeah. So how old are they? They're um, seven and 11. And if Lindsay didn't process this, guess who's going to go through it right after? Her daughters. Yeah. So the fact that she's owning her stuff and feeling it and healing it, she's going to be able to prevent her daughters from having to go through the same thing. That is, that's very traumatic. Holy wow. And I bet people that's listening is, it's going to make them go, Oh my God, I never thought about that. I never thought about that, which let me bring it around. You know, churches need more of this. If you really want to do God work to me, for me personally, this is just an opinion is, is what we're talking about. It's saying, Hey, you know, here's what I'm feeling like I'm struggling with. And I have so much shame around and here's how I'm getting through it. Do you know how much healing that's going to bring people? Oh yeah. God, you're taking, you're taking anything, shame, literally. I mean, it just robs your self-esteem and self-worth. And like you say, the, the, the enemy, like that voice gets really loud, the more shame you have. And then you're operating in this energy and your subconscious deep down that feels so unworthy and ashamed. Guess what you're going to attract to you? You know, naturally you're going to not like your body. Naturally, you're just going to hate yourself more and more and more. So, um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. So, and that's why with women too, the ones that are really ashamed and like, they don't really want to come even on a coaching call or, 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 you know, they don't, they want to keep everything a secret. I'm like, okay, well, you're just going to stay in your shit a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Because you have to get it out, but I try to make it a safe, do what? I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not framed to keep it in. No, you want to help people. Women want to help people yet. We try to like bottle things up because of the way we were taught. So yeah, I'm trying to create a safe space in hot moms for people to come there and like, just get it out. Let's move through it. You know what I mean? I think you do. I think you do a great job of that. You're very easy to talk to. You're very open and people are attracted to humility. You know what I mean? You're like, this is my story. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. Let me help you too. You know? And I think, I think so many women are attracted. I know I was attracted to that. Well, yeah. And that's what I told Lindsay after the coaching calls, like, you know, uh, you probably have something like you, she could have her own brand or podcast or group or whatever, just with like Christian women, empowering Christian women, because it's so needed because there's just so much pressure. Like not only do we have pressure of being a good mom and the good school mom and the good wife and all this now, it's the, the church and it's like this, this next level of trying to be perfect. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think, oh. um, I think a lot of that is because we're looking to people for a validation instead of the one true God. I mean, he meets us in our mess. He wants to meet us in our mess. He doesn't want to leave us where we're at. He doesn't want to, he allows us to struggle so that we can seek him further and get and, and go to him. But I think so many people in churches 
um, are looking for the people to help them instead of God to help them. I mean, people are always going to let us down. We have unrealistic expectations of our husbands and our kids and our friends. And we're, we're human. We're all fallen and sinful. I, we're all going to let each other down. And I think so many people go to other people to fix them, help them, which again, I think the Lord uses, but ultimately as a Christian and a Bible believing Christian, my healing comes from the Lord and he, he uses you and other things, but ultimately he, um, he's the, the healer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very cool. Like, uh, it's like the drowning man poem that's, you know, the guys on the yeah. house. It, yeah. it's, that's my favorite. And then two, I was listening to another teacher. She is a religious teacher and she's like, you know, you people praying for a sign or for God to heal your thing. And then here comes a doctor and you're like, no, God, you know, that's not it. And you just continue to pray. It's like the, the doctor was the answer, <laughs> you know, God. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, that's just where, um, yeah, there's a lot there. There's so much there. Smerging into the kid thing. Okay. Now there was a struggle and I think every mom's going to relate to this. There was something that you felt bad about you had guilt around with your kids uh, um I don't want to say patience or like edgy being on edge did you f- get around like how did you process this uh how, how did you work through that yeah obviously I'm a work in, in progress on that I felt like this last year I've been doing what I feel like you talk about maybe your mom did to you I'm causing these deep insecurities with my kiddos where they're working on edges because mommy's in a bad mood watch out we don't want mom to yell so they're gonna act good because they're scared of mommy which is so twisted and not a way to be raised because I wasn't happy with myself and I wasn't doing well and so I, I couldn't be the mommy I wanted to be yeah I wasn't patient with my kiddos they drive me nuts they fight like crazy they're feeding off of my horrible energy and my husband is this calm patient man and he'd be like, they're fine, you know, when they're with me. And I'm like, yeah, because they're feeding off of his energy. I, I realize it's me. I mean, they're just kids. They're just, they're kids. They're going to be kids. But they're reading mommy's moods and they're reacting one way or the other. And I didn't like that because I saw how, how they're acting because of me. So, yes, these last two weeks, I feel like, you know, a lot of people say don't pray for patience because God will give you something to be patient about. But I'm like, I, I've got to change. I, I can't be keeping raising my kids. I'm hurting them. I'm hurting them emotionally. I'm causing these little triggers for them. So yes, just through journaling and just loving myself differently, being kinder to myself. I've been so tough on myself. When you said you have been, you were hard on yourself, like around your body, give us some examples. I have been a tall girl my whole life. I was six feet tall in eighth grade, been a tall girl. Um, and I didn't like that because I stood out a lot and I got people's comments, kids would call me talking giraffes, and, you know, just dumb comments that cause a lot of damage as a, at a young age. But then mostly after having kids and then I played division one basketball. So I put my body through hell all those years, but I loved it. I mean, I love that challenge. I love working hard. You can't play D1 sports without loving hard work and being competitive. So I, I did division one sports and then I had three babies in under four years. And then I expect my body to just bounce back and be what it used to be. I had these unrealistic expectations in my body because I see these gorgeous girls. They would bounce back like that. Their tummies would go flat. Their skin was beautiful. And I would compare, I would compare. And again, that's from the enemy too. He wants us to compare. Um, so I was just so hard on myself and I'm just coming into this like new grace. Like, man, my body has done a lot for me. A lot of new stuff. I can still work out. I don't have any major problems. I've had three healthy babies. I can move and groove in any way. So I'm just coming into this through your health and your journaling prompts, this newfound grace and love for my body. No, it's not exactly what I want it to look like, 
but I know I can get there. So it's just, again, just kind of a progress, a progressive work. Yeah. Well, the more you, you work on your energy, the input, you're going to do things naturally that are going to get you that body, like, uh, you know, self-harm in form of extra cardio or not eating and starving ourselves or eating this and then restricting or doing cardio. Those are all forms of self-destruction, you know? Oh, shit. Yeah. I've done all so, so yeah, if you love yourself, you're going to be like out of self-love, it's like spending money out of love for myself. I'm, I'm going to do this. Like, it's almost like it takes the, the want away. Um, but you got into something you said comparison, you know, in the double-edged sword perception says, the enemy comes in, it makes you feel bad, you know, the comparison, feeling bad. And then you can look at these women and say, you know what, if they can do it, it's that gives me permission that I can too. You know, Um, they may be at a different place. Obviously, maybe they hadn't gone through this, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna win with the story I've got. But if you know, I'm, I'm looking at their tummy, because I admire that, that means I, I can do that. If I'm shown something or I want something, that means I can have it. Because, man, can you imagine if women, everything that they would get jealous about or insecure actually meant the opposite? Like, you know, let's say if you, if women looking at um, us, for example, like, well, of course, must be nice to be able to even do hot moms, you know, blah, blah, blah. instead to say, you know what? I'm, I'm sure they've gone through something and um, I'd like to know how they were able to do that because that means I can. If they if they understood that what you admire seeing someone instead of being jealous, say, hey, no, that means yours is coming. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. a mind shift on that and being happy for somebody else through their journey and being motivated by it. You motivate me. You know what I mean? You motivate me. That's uh, it. Yeah. And no, the money, I mean, yeah, I paid that that money just like that. That wasn't like extra spending money. You know what I mean? That was in our monthly budget. And my husband, it shocked me because he's a miser with money. He's like frugal, frugal. And um, I'm the spender. So no, it wasn't like we had all this extra income that that was just going to be easy. That was a sacrifice, but it was, I, I just felt so desperate that I needed help. And I, and I prayed and asked the Lord to shut the door with you. I did. I said, Lord, after this call, this is not where I'm supposed to go. This is the, not the direction to shut the door, make it easy. And he didn't, he gave me such a piece about moving forward with you and spending that money. So to the girls out there worried about that, I get it. I had all those thoughts. And then my husband was like, okay, what exactly are we getting? What are you getting with this money? And I was like, I don't really know yet, but she's going to help me. I know it. That's cool. You know, so you must've just had a um, gut instinct. Like you, when you say peace, do you know where you felt it? Was it like a heart thing? Was it a gut thing, a head thing? Probably a head thing. I mean, I just, I felt good about it. That's a lot of money, a lot of money. And I, I felt good about it. You know what I mean? I, I really did have this underlying piece about just moving forward with it and getting the help that I had been asking for. That's so cool. That's what did we go over that? And I like to ask them in this too, like, what did we touch on that made you feel like working with me was going to help you get to where you wanted to go? What I liked is that you didn't even talk about food or exercise because that's what I've always tried to do. And that's why I've always failed in being these horrible cycles of doing really good, losing weight and then crashing and burning and repeat. You didn't even talk about that. You were all about the mindset and shifting thoughts. And that's where I need so much help because I get so off. I look in the mirror, I believe lies. And I love that. That's what it was about. It was not about, okay, this is how much you need to eat and work out. Cause I knew that's a struggle and I'm going to have to get there. And I'm making my small moves to that. But I love that it was a whole different approach. Yeah. Now I tell women, I'm like, what makes you think this isn't going to work? 
Um, and I was like, did your other programs come with, you know, I'll do the mindset and the emotional healing. No, I'm like, okay, then. So let's roll. So let's go over what you, what have you tried? And then what was your goal? Like, was it a weight goal? Was it a toning thing? Like strength? What was it? Yeah, weight. I mean, I've gained 30 pounds in a year, which is a lot on my body frame and just unneeded weight. Um, so it is weight. My biggest thing was my, my heart and my mind, not, uh, I, I just knew I needed help there and I didn't know why I wasn't able to do it on my own when I had before. So something changed. So then you talked about my adrenals and, and, and giving all these cues as to how maybe your adrenals off. I'm like, yeah, I think that's it. Um, so yeah, it is, it is my image. I, I do want to feel better in my own skin. I do want to look better. I want to be thinner. I working out, feel, I just feel heavy mm-hmm. and I don't like that because um, this is the most I've weighed since I've been pregnant. So yeah, it's that. It's the emotional mindset change, the heart change, and the weight. Got it. So before, what have you tried? Like what kind of diets, pills, potions? I mean, lay it on us. Oh, goodness. My um, homeopathic doctor, she had me on, you know, 5 million supplements doing this. And she said I had a bad parasite. And so she, I did the stool test and did the food elimination. And that was tough. And then tried to bring it back in. And that was tough. Um, crazy workouts. I've done the Orange Series and... Uh, and I really love working out. So I love all that cycle working out, but learning from you, that was not how I should have been training with low thyroid. I have hypothyroidism. So I've done crazy diets where I tried to starve myself. I've done the celery juicing, the intermittent fasting. I did the whole 30 and I lost weight on all those, but shoot, you can lose weight by eating styrofoam. That doesn't mean you're healthy. You know? <laughs> so I lost some weight, but then I'd be like, Oh, I lost some weight. I can have the cookie now. My, my thinking was so off. You know what I mean? I had a, you call it a, a food. Um, Compensatory behavior? Yes. And there's another term we use. I just had an unhealthy relationship with food and I'd crash and burn to eat so much because I felt like I lost weight. So my mindset was just talking around food. So yeah, I tried a lot. I wouldn't say everything, but I tried a lot. God. So what, I guess um, women out there right now are like, well, how'd you switch your mindset to not, you know, want to just eat a box of cookies and say, screw it and all this stuff. I think because I've, I've, I've hit the bottom, I've come so low in my self-esteem and how I feel like I look. I was just so ready for a change. I was to the point where I was so ready for a change. And if I was going to spend this amount of money, I'm not going to botch it. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. I'm going to do the work because I'm, I'm, I'm putting the sacrifice in and I want the change so bad. I really do. I, my family needs the change. I need the change. Yes. And, you know, we've got all the sexy stuff. As you see, we've got people that's been in there for a while. We have the top-notch software and the physicians and all that. However, you know, if you went right out to get your hormones done, but you didn't address this stuff, uh, you know, it's 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 uh, kind of like those diets, like you say, just eating styrofoam. I love, I love that analogy, but it's for real. People think, Oh, I'll just get my hormones fixed. I'm like, yeah, but if you don't address the reason why you're, you have thyroid is thyroid, hypothyroid and adrenal fatigue, not going to, you're still, it's going to be like I was in fitness or like people with money. They may have the money, they may have the body, but they're not happy. Yeah. And it's like every day you're still waking up feeling like, there's something missing. You, you know, white knuckling everything, yelling at your kids. Like it, that's why I'm like, let's just do it all. Let's, let's get it all where we can be happy, healthy, have the body, the money, the, the marriage and all that other stuff. So was it the kind of thing where you would work harder if you felt like you were fat or if you ate something, would you go work out harder? Yeah. Yeah. It's that eating disorder. 
I ate that. I'm going to go burn it off, which, you know, bad safety. Or I'm, I'm going to have a dinner later and I want to be able to eat what I want. And chocolate, I struggle with chocolate. I want that chocolate later. So I'm going to work really hard so I can justify eating that, which I've learned now is just such twisted thinking and such kind of an eating disorder. I would never say that I had an eating disorder, but by how you describe an eating disorder, I'm like, yeah, that was me. That's it. That's it. It's, um, yeah, that's it. And two, you growing up with the boys and your dad, the way he was emotionally just not available. Um, you know, it's no wonder, you know, just, it's no wonder you didn't know how to emotionally regulate having the dad and then the brothers and like competing with a boy in masculine energy. No wonder we had these things of do, 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 go, 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 go. Cause it's how we receive love. Yeah. You know, it's, how, yeah. it's very, it's very masculine. Feminine is slowing down, going inward, getting, tapping into our, you know, goddess energy god flow and like trusting like that's very feminine but it doesn't feel good to those that grew up you know like Lindsay and me where it's like you're rewarded the harder you work that's how you get 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 attention and love is look what I did look what I'm doing you know what I mean yeah based on your performance I remember as a kid on a soccer team I had other parents come up to me and offer to pay me cash if I would score the goals to help the team win so thinking back, I'm like, that's so twisted to put in a little girl's mind for one on a team that one individual can win a game for a team, which is not a good thing. And then they're telling me they're going to pay me cash to help win. It just, I remember thinking, and then we lost, we got killed by this California team. And so I felt so defeated. So I learned at a young age, if I don't perform, because I did grow up with boys, if I don't perform, people don't like me. If I do what they want and I perform well, then people like me. So I got so into um, people pleasing. I mean, just paralyzed by what people think and, and having to perform and then playing division one sports and feeling like I let down people and my coaches, if I didn't play well and people acted different around me, if I didn't play well, or they praised me and acted so different. If I played well, that was just not good for my psyche. Just wow. not at all. Dude, that I just read a book called, um, I think it's in the book club too, the inner game of tennis holy shit like I told Skip my husband because he uh he's a professional he's worked with 75,000 you know private lessons he's like a mental coach for sports retired played you know MLB and all that I'm like dude this is what you teach but it's the inner game of tennis and at the and at the end of the book of course the whole book's great but at the end he really describes competition and and like you know good game good game and what it really means but really competition is you want that person to bring their a game because it allows you to grow and get better. Yet we view it as if we win, that means we have to push another down. And that's so not true. And I'm like, you know, cause I have watched professional athletes and I'm like, how do they, even watching like fighting as a sport, I'm like, how do they do that? I couldn't handle that. I couldn't handle that. But it's because I had all these fucked up beliefs, but the inner game of tennis because you're a D1 athlete, that may be a great book for you to listen to. Okay. Um, you know, and everybody listening, because it really puts it, it helps your pers- perception, perspective, yeah, on uh, performing and, yeah. and tapping into, you know, you got your ego, thinking mind, and your soul. Like when she talks about connecting to God, you know, it's the flow. It's when you're in flow state, when you're like playing a sport. And I'm like, well, how'd you do that, Lindsay? What you, you did the layup and what, look, do you even know what you did? And she's, you could probably ask her and ask any other top-notch athlete and they'll go, I don't even know what I did. I don't even know. I just, you, you feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he walks through that and explains 
the thinking mind versus that, but it's just, it's a great one. The inner game of tennis. And I think that's, it's a big deal. That's a big deal. But yeah, that's a lot of pressure on you. Golly, no wonder you were at your wits in, you know? Yeah. I, and I'm trying, I've, I've, I've seen myself, caught myself with my kids and they're playing. I almost wish they played, picked a different sport than basketball because I feel so judgmental and I'm trying not to do the same thing. And I'm trying to put the whole focus on their effort. Baby, I want you to work hard. I don't care if you score a point. I don't care how many assists you get. I want you to work so hard. And I'm trying to put the emphasis on working hard and having fun and not how they perform because she would come home in a bad mood because she didn't play well. I'm like, well, you did this and this and that. No, I'm doing the same thing that people put on me at a young age. And I don't want to do that. I want it to be about fun and hard work and giving their best effort and not necessarily about performance and that's what it is though you know deep down when a kid loses they think they take it personal I do too I still struggle with this like if I see another entrepreneur and and we've been doing the similar program and they're at like 150k a month and I'm sitting here at 60 I'm like fuck you know I feel like they beat me no they're doing something different I can learn from I I have something to learn here that's going to make me a better entrepreneur like, this is cool. And I can probably be, maybe I can use it in my advantage to to teach on anybody else that's struggling with this. Like, it can be a thing. So yeah, this, that's something cool. Because it is, it's so hard not to feel like take that L personal. Yeah. yeah. And see it in like, oh, yeah, well, let me just work on my backhand. And, and yeah, so I get it. I get it. Well, what do you eat now that's different than what you used to eat? Well, the only thing I've honestly changed is I got our food results back. And I'm just taking out all those foods, which are uh, a little bit hard and some, some shocking ones. But like you said, I'm just taking out the reds. I'm trying not to overwhelm myself with changing everything at one time because that's how I crash and burn in the past. And you've even said that many times. Start with these little small steps, these doable, realistic steps, and those will keep growing. And then, you know what I mean? Repetition creates habit. So if I'm journaling every day, that becomes my habit. If I'm avoiding these foods every day, that becomes my habit. And then honestly, it's gotten easier over the month. I'm not craving chocolate anymore, where that was really hard for me. I wanted chocolate after every single dinner. And I would before that. And chocolate, milk chocolate and dark chocolate were red on mine. I was like, probably because I had too much of it. <laughs> but um, so I, the only thing I'm changing, I'm eating very clean, but I like eating clean. I'm taking all the red foods out and I've taken wheat, dairy and sugar out completely. Okay. Did it say you couldn't have sugar? <laughs> it didn't. I don't remember seeing sugar on there, but I know myself and I'm such a binge eater. If I even give myself an inch, I'm just not, I'm not there yet where I can cheat a little and be okay with it. So I'm not even going there for right now because I know myself. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get there. You know, we'll get there. You keep doing these, the inner work and the micros. And then if you do slip up, you're going to, you know, it's, we're human. Um, I think it's part of it or maybe not, you know, I've, I've seen people go so many different ways. I've seen some people just, they just drop it and they've cleared it. And then some like have it, but it's not, this, it doesn't hit the same. They work through it and it gets better. That's what happened. That's what happened to me. I come with the long, the long, I had a lot of emotional baggage. So, okay. So you're taking, she's got the food test. That's on caseyship.com forward slash shop. I think it's called food, food test success. Or if you're in hot moms, you get everything, but um, it'll tell you what foods you can and can't have. She's just taking out the red and it hits different. Doesn't it, Lindsay, when you see it on a diagnostic sheet versus like a diet, it, it, it like makes more sense. Yeah, it really does. And it's more of like a mindset, like, okay, that's just not an option right now. I'm not even going to go there. That's just not an option. Yeah. And what, have you noticed, uh, you said less puffiness, right? 
yeah, I have felt less bloating. My bowel movements are really regular and very satisfying. I know that sounds weird, but they're satisfying. They're regular. I'm sleeping pretty good. Um, but I, I, again, the weight has not come off of my clothes. are just feeling a little looser. My husband would give me a hug this morning. He's like, you're feeling thinner. I was like, yay, you noticed. Thank you. Okay. 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 Um, yeah. And uh, let's see, are you working out? Yeah. Okay. So sleep, how was sleep before? Well, I wake up, I couldn't go back to sleep. I'd stay up at night looking at the phone, the blue light, um, you challenging me to not be on social media or really just anything. I even like looking at fitness blogs and workout stuff at night, but that's still that blue light in my eyes, keeping me awake till 11 or 12 at night. Not, not smart. And then I got to get up and be a mommy for kids and get them to school. I mean, that's just nuts. Yeah. So I'm doing what you've asked and like letting my mind not be consumed with that stuff right before bed. And so I can turn off and I can go to bed quicker and stay asleep better. So I'm sleeping better. And she's given herself time. Like usually we posted something about this, like uh, it was almost a way to fight back. When you go through your day and you do, do, do for everybody else, you feel like that nighttime is your only time for alone time. And so that's why you would, you would step over your personal boundary. But when you come into like hot mom's lifestyle and you realize like you understand what Lindsay's talking about, you you get to know yourself more and you get these non-negotiables like hers is her devotion and her writing. You don't, you don't go a day. Like you have that planned every day. And when you do that, just like, you're good. You got your me time. So at night it's like, you don't, you're good. You know, you don't need to excite yourself all this stuff. Cause it's hard. It's so hard. And Lindsay and most, most of the women that I work with, they're sensitive. We feel things. Like we can just feel energy. We're affected by collective energy and just getting on social media. If that person's like angry or sad, excited or whatever, you're going to feel it. <laughs> I do. I feel myself getting in a bad mood over people's views on the vaccination and not in politics. And I'm a bad mood. I'm mad at this person. I'm annoyed at them. And I'm like, this is not good. Yeah. And that's self-love. That, my friends, is self-love. It's saying like, this is not making me feel good. So I'm not going to do it. So yeah. that, that I like that. I like that. Okay. Is um, workouts. So what kind of workouts are you doing right now? I'm following the true coach. Um, the true coach workouts, which is nice. Is um, gym workouts or home workouts or what? Gym workouts. I like, I'm more motivated at the gym. I feel the energy of music and people around. I like all that. I actually love group fitness because I love loud music. I love somebody tell me what to do. Um, I've kind of toned down on that because I'm trying to kind of stick to that. But uh, body combat, kickboxing, you know that? I love that class. I mean, I just, the energy in that class I love. So I still am doing that. And then I just follow the weight workouts from True, True Coach. Perfect. She tells me exactly what to do. And I just mark it on my little phone. So I like having the plan to follow. God, isn't that nice? Just yeah. having a plan. We, women like us, man, we need a plan. Yeah. You know, another thing I really liked um, on one of your calls the other day, you said, Okay, um, I'm taking my trip. My husband and I are going on a trip. We try to do one trip a year away from our kids and a bunch of our friends who played college basketball together. All the girls are turning 40. We're going to go to Cabo in a week and a half. So my first thought is, man, I don't look anything like I wanted to look for Cabo. You know what I mean? But you, you said in a, in a podcast and you said, what are a few things that you can do that you can do when the big picture is not what you want? A few things you can do to feel better about the situation. So my first thought was, oh, I look so bad. I'm not ready to be on the beach with a bunch of friends that I haven't seen since college. And I thought, no, 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 what can I do? And I thought, well, tan fat looks better than pasty white flat. So I'm going to spray tan. I bought two little cute outfits that I feel okay in. And my husband and I's goal is to have sex every night. 
So I'm like, okay, those are three goals, like attainable goals that I can feel better about, even though I'm not looking like I want to. I'm not going to let that ruin this fun trip away from my kiddos with these fun friends being a narcissist obsessed with how I look. I, I just did a few things or going to do a few things to feel good about it. And, and you see it as the enemy, like, look, seriously, anything that feels that way, it's, it's the enemy trying to make to, to bring you down. So if that wasn't there and you already had the body that you wanted, how would you show up? That's how you collapse time and actually get what you want faster. Next thing you know, out of the blue, she'll be like, you know what? I got on there and I actually tried to do macros and it's working. Like, I can't believe it's that easy. Like, yeah, because you've been showing up every day choosing to be the person you want to be. Yeah. 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 I love it. When is it? We leave in a week and a half. Oh my God. That's what we even say. We even talk about Mexico. I'm like, dude, if we ever get to like hating each other really bad, I'm like, remember, if you take us away and put us in Mexico without kids, we really like it. We're like drunk teenagers. You know, we still like each other. You forget how much fun you have with your spouse when you're away from work and kids and responsibilities. Like, yes, I do love you. I have fun with you. <laughs> you're like, oh my God. Now I know when we got together. Right. Yes. It's so neat. Well, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. I love it. Well, cool. You know what? I appreciate you for um, showing up and uh, just putting it out there because, hey, it is what it is. I want more women. I want you to hear this and I want you to be inspired to do that. Like we're all feeling, we're, we're spiritual. But unfortunately, we, all, we are humans in these meat suits. It comes with emotions and feelings and all that fun stuff. Yeah. So um, is there anything you want to leave them with maybe that you wish you could have heard before enrolling? You know, I, don't, I just I understand the fear and all the blocks about doing it. And I heard of one mom that you had on the podcast. She said, just go for it. Just go for it. And I thought, OK, I, I really am. I'm just going to do it. And I am so happy I did. I I. I'm only a month in, but I just see this new me coming, slowly coming. And I'm so excited about that. And, and I know you can help most. I, I really think you can help all women. It just depends on how much they want to be helped or if they can get through and, and humble themselves a little bit to be helped. And so I would just say to women that are kind of on the fence or listening or stalking you like I did for two weeks, just go for it. You, if you don't make the sacrifice, like for me, if I didn't make the sacrifice and jump in, I wasn't going to change. I wasn't going to do anything else. And I really think you were put in my path for a reason. So I think the ladies that have found you, like, how did you just show up on my Facebook feed? That's, that's so weird. You know what I mean? So I would just say, do it. Even if you have to start small, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to do it all right now. I, I, I know I'm fashion, but I'm just doing these small attainable steps. Yeah. I had a woman go, well, is there a way that I can just like dip my toe in? I'm like, well, first of all, I mean, yes, you can get in and roll and then go slow. But I was like, yeah, you're want to dip your toe in to see if it's going to work is your way out. And that's not yeah. going to work out right now. So and then the sisterhood, isn't it cool to be in a place where women are like actually supporting each other? They really are. I love hearing people's stories and people what they're struggling with and people's comments coming along. I'm so just encouraging, you know, they're all complete strangers. But just hearing people, yeah, I've done that or this is what I tried or oh, I've been through that. I'm so sorry. This is what it might work for me. I like that. I do too. Dude, in the masterminds that I'm in, it's so cool. And I've met so many amazing people because it's like being in, it's like going to school. It's like going to college. You know, it really is. It's like, oh, I met this girl in college. Now it's like, I met this girl in a Facebook group that we're in. That's so cool. Yeah. That's how we well, grow. I mean, you know, we're not meant to do things alone. Um, that's when we're easy to pick off. Yeah. Um, and it's much harder to attack. And what I, right, right. And, and women, I'm reading about this in the feminine book that I've got. Uh, women, 
we need that. It says women are, um, we thrive on community and like you're 30 days in. I'd like to do something that's like six months down the road, a year, three year, five year. So these people that are following can say, oh, that's easy. She's still hyper. She's still on the honeymoon. Okay, well, watch us. Well, you know, watch the Amy Lou's and the Megan's and the Whitney's that's been in for three years. Let's talk to them. And and it's like, they don't even live the same life. Then, you know, so yeah. Hey, Lindsay will be back on, you know, no pressure. Here I am triggering you again to perform. I'm not doing that. You're good enough as is. You can just keep doing what you're doing and you're going to like, it's going to happen. I told, I went over this day. I'm like, look, y'all, you're a deliberate creator. You're going to get what you want. It's just either going to be really easy or really hard. Your choice. Right. But I like your motivation. I like what you do. You are an encourager and you are compassionate, but you use tough love. And a lot of us need that because we won't kick ourselves in the pants and you're, and you're going to, you're going to guide us and you're going to supply what we need, but you're going to make us do the work. So I like your motivation. So I need that too. Now, tough love. Is it where like, I, how would you describe that? Cause some people think that it's like, get your ass up now. You lazy shit. Is it like that? Like, what is your tough, describe my tough love. No, you call out, you call out the blocks, you call out the truth, what, what is there. And you're not afraid to, you don't skirt around it. You don't sugarcoat stuff. You say what it is and you're right on about it. And it's because of your experience. So it doesn't come across as, um, uh, not what's it judgmental or hypocritical because you're speaking from experience. And I think that's why so many relate to you. You're speaking from experience and you're using your tough love by encouragement saying, no, this is what this is. I'm calling it out. This is what we need to do to navigate around it. We call out the demon. We're like, I see your rest. <laughs> I see you and I see you get out, get out get of her. Us. <laughs> that's it awesome well thanks so much i'm super pumped to hear about your cabo trip and you post your photos I'm, that's so exciting it is it, very, it really is exciting i at first again i was letting this this funky stuff about not looking the way i want to gonna sabotage the trip before it even started i thought that's crazy that is crazy i'm so thankful we get to go on a trip we are gonna go live it up well, you know, what's nuts is you think about being a teenager. You, you remember this. Did you, you ever do spring breaks or trips when you were a teen? Barely because of sports. Okay. Well, I did. And boy, that was, you talking about getting tan, girl. You got your outfits on. Yeah. And you think about what we look like. I mean, most girls, unless you're blessed, I didn't, we didn't, we don't have titties. We don't have these amazing asses. We don't, we have these little young bodies with like, love handles and shit or even if you don't have you know we're just it's not like we look like fitness models um we rarely I didn't even wear makeup then yet we're we are pumped and we feel like the baddest bitch on Panama City Beach do you know what I'm saying right that's so funny and then we get older and we look way better and and everything even like comparing and we eat better we have more money and we're sitting here like beating ourselves up like wait a minute i know it's like why do we do that yeah it's just all that baggage man it'll weigh you down so yeah cheers cheers to clearing uh have a glass of champagne we'll do that on sunday for everybody on mother's day but anyway thank you so much Lindsay. this will be posted everywhere and if people want to follow you what do you mind sharing or do you not want to share that because I saw your uh, your family at Disney. But anyway, if people want to just people, you know what? She's in the free group. Just get on in Hot Mom's free group. You're in the free group, right? Yeah. Lindsay Day. Mm-hmm. A- A-Y, not E-Y. 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 Lindsay E-Y. Day. Okay. E-Y. Yeah. All right, girl. Well, thanks, thanks for so- You're welcome. Talk to you soon and have so much fun. Thank you. Bye-bye. See ya. I hope you enjoyed it. Hey, do me a favor if you like this and leave a positive comment because, you know, 
Tell me a fucking negative one. Come on. Don't be like that. Subscribe. Tell your friends about this podcast. Tell your friends about my brand because we are looking for goal-oriented bitches who want it all. Who want it all will help you remove those invisible blocks. All right. Y'all have fun and be sure to join my free Facebook group, The Hot Mom's Lifestyle. Holla. All I gotta do is go. Thanks for listening to the Hot Moms Lifestyle Podcast with Casey Ship. Be sure to follow us at Casey Ship on Instagram or subscribe to Casey Ship on YouTube. Till next time.